Shalom, brothers and sisters. Uh, happy Sabbath. Uh, we want to start it off by saying all praises be to the Most High, um, Ahaya, and His Son's name, Yeshaya. Uh, Ahaya is the great I Am in Hebrew, uh, as He told Moses in Exodus 3 and 14. And today, our lesson is going to be called, Truth is Power. Truth is Power. Um, in this day, modern day and age, deceit and dishonesty have become conventional or a second language almost. Uh, lies are perpetrated and propagated uh, through media, through philosophy, through the magistrates or who you would call the government officials. And we are, our church is extremely perplexed that people are so easily inclined to believe a lie. So we're going to give you um, some edification on the things that you know to show you that truth is power. Power is truth. And we're going to go into that today. And we're going to, we're going to start um, in Hosea. We're going to read Hosea 4, uh, 1 through 6. Now, predominantly, um, you'll find Israelites today who are looking to blame somebody for the state of the world. Um, they're looking to blame the white man or the Africans about how the world have been, you know, turned upside down. Um, and truly, it's actually Israel's fault, because if Israel would have followed the law, we would have never relegated the power to any Gentiles to destroy the earth. So we want to look inside. A lot of times we look outside for what the issue is, and we need to look within, especially Israelites, because it's our fault. That the world is in the condition that it's in today because we have fallen out of God's grace. So we're going to start in Hosea. We're going to read verse four. Uh, excuse me. Hosea chapter four, one through six. Hosea four and one. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Right. So this land that he's talking about is Israel, not just the land, but the people of the land. So the Most High God have a controversy or an issue with us. Verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Because there's no truth. So usually, a lot of times when you become the victim of somebody... Um, a lot of times we pick up the same semantics, the same um, behavior as those who have oppressed us. So, of course, we say, oh, the white man, you know, he lied about Jesus being black and who the Jews are and all of that. That's nice. That's that's fine. But what about our part in this? Because we're lying too. a lot of us are, are lying um, through claiming that. You know, we're African-Americans or we're Mexicans or we're natives, right? When we're, God never called us those things. Um, look at our communities. Lying have actually become passe. It's actually become, you know, something that's done easily now. It's like you lie on accident. They have now started to categorize white lies, black lies, right? It's just a gray lie. It's just a small lie. Israel have perpetrated this. Also, read that one more time, brother. Verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. There's no knowledge of God in the land. So that means we don't know his word. We're not following his laws. 
That's why you have a controversy with us. Continue, brother. Verse 2. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing. Read that again. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. So these are the attributes that cause the Most High God to view Israel as a sinful nation of people. We are supposed to be the facilitators of truth, the light. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. This is what happens when you have no knowledge of truth or of God. Continue, brother. Verse 3. Therefore shall the land mourn. Right. So those those things, the swearing, the lying, the killing, the things that are uh, sensationalized through our music, through our hip hop. Right. These are things that have become normalities in our communities. Continue. Read that again, brother. Verse three. Therefore shall shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yeah, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Right. So through our fall, it have destroyed our ecosystem also. So even with the animals, the food, all of these things have been affected through us, through Israel, through our disobedience. Because, you know, now what? They got fish farms where, you know, the fish is not really, um, you know, it's not really that healthy. GMOs, uh, vaccinations, this is all our fault. Because we relegated our power. If we would have never relegated our power, we wouldn't have to worry about this. So usually we want to point to the white man. Well, he lied about this and he did that and he did that. But what did we do? This is about self-examination. This isn't about pointing the finger at somebody. Read, brother. Verse 4. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priests. So Israel is the reason for the world being destroyed. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priests. That means there's no judgment according to the law. We can't reprove somebody because why? Because we're guilty. A lot of times, especially in our previous lives... There was, th- there was behavior that became rampant amongst us. Therefore, we couldn't tell somebody else they were doing the wrong thing because we were doing the wrong thing. And Satan actually uses that. So if you're a drug dealer and you stopped selling drugs last week, you're not going to then go to your brother who's selling drugs and tell him he can't do it, right? Because he's going to say, you were just doing it last week. So that is a mechanism, a built-in mechanism for us to not reprove each other. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4, yet let no man strive nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Strive with the priest means we'll be the same ones breaking the law that will then go to the teachers of the law and try to argue them when we're breaking every law in the book. We're breaking every single law in the book. Read, brother. Verse 5, therefore shalt thy fall in, in, in the day at the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. Continue. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Usually we go straight to verse 6 to show that we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But the reason he has a controversy with us because we've become fornicators. We've become murderers. We've become liars. Continue, brother. Verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Right. So we're going to Hebrews chapter 6. 
Going to the New Testament, y'all. We're going to read Hebrews 6, and then we're going to read 13 through 19. Now, what we've established um, up until this point is that Israel have become the Most High God. Have a He have an issue with us. Uh, there's a conundrum. There, there's a problem there uh, because of our disobedience, because of us promoting and sensationalizing sin. Just listen to the music. We say that killing is wrong, but yet we're making music about killing other brothers and sisters. We say that fornication is wrong, but that's what the music is about. Well, you you haven't lived if you, you haven't you know slept with three different women or men in one day. That's the music. We're promoting, you know, sleeping with other men's wives. That's what's being promoted. And that's why the Most High have an issue with us. Uh, read that one. Uh, read uh, verse 13, brother. Verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no great, by no greater, he swore by himself. Read that one more time. Verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. So the Most High promised us something. And usually when you're making an oath, you make an oath to something greater than yourself. But because there is nobody greater than the Most High, higher, he made an oath by himself. And what was the oath? Continue, brother. Verse 14, saying, surely surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. Read that again. Saying, surely blessing I I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. So the Most High made an oath that he would bless us. So he's going to keep that oath. He made that oath to himself. So even through our disobedience, you know, a lot of people will say, Gentiles will say, well, you know, Israel, they broke the law. They don't deserve it, which, you know, in a lot of senses, we don't deserve it. But because the Most High made a promise or an oath with himself, he's going to fulfill that promise no matter what. Continue, brother. Verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured. Read Read that again. Verse 15. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the, pr- the promise. So, you must endure. Just because you come into the truth don't mean it's going to be easy. You must endure to obtain the promise. That means you're not going to get the promise because you're Israel any longer. Before Christ, you would get the promised land just based on your bloodline. No longer will that happen. Read that again, brother. Verse 15. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the, the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Immutability means unchangeable. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 17, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of, of promise, the immutability of his counsel Confirmed it by an oath. Right. So it's unchangeable. His oath will not change regardless. The Most High don't change. Anything that come out of his mouth mouth have to be fulfilled. It it can't come back to him void. That's how powerful the Most High is. Irregardless of our behavior. Everybody won't receive this promise and you'll find this out. Everybody won't receive it. But there will be a remnant. Uh, Continue, brother. Verse 18. That by two, two immutable things... In which it was impossible for God to lie. Read that again. Verse 18. That by two immutable things. 
in which it was impossible for God to lie. Now, notice, examine in, in uh, verse 17, he said the heirs of the promise. He's talking to the children of Abraham. So we are the heirs to the promise. Continue, brother. Verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible to God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Right. So we should be consolation. We should be comforted or consoled through knowing that the Most High made a promise. The Most High cannot lie. That means this should keep us grounded to know that if we do what is required of us, we will receive that promise. Gentiles also, there's a promise for them to make it into the kingdom, but you have to follow the restrictions. That's a must. I'll read that one last time, brother. Verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible to God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into the that within the veil. Why? It says an anchor. An anchor keeps you grounded. <clears throat> this should keep you grounded, knowing that the Most High, when he says something, he'll do it. And I remind the Most High all the time because he likes it. If he told me he's going to do something to me personally, for me personally, or in Scripture, I remind him. I say, remember you said if I don't celebrate, you said, right? He, lo- he loves for you to remind him because he can't lie. So if you do what's required of you, understand that you will get what's coming to you. It may take patience, though. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Right. We're going to Proverbs. Proverbs is the words of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to read um, Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 1 through 7. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law. Read that one more time. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Right. So in the church, they have made it seem as if the law is stringent, and it's too hard. Nobody can follow all those laws. But truly, the law is practical practical because everybody in this room is following the law and it, it seems pretty easy you actually seem happier and less stressed out than those who aren't following the law you have freedom in the law read that from the top brother verse one my son forget not my law but let thine heart keep my commandments right remember the most High said he would put the law in our heart continue brother verse two for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee read that again for length of, of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. See, so keeping his law lengthens your days. You get a long life through that. So if you, guess what? If you replace what's in your heart through the commandments, through following the law, that replaces those things that were in your law, like lying, adultery, thievery. Because if you put the law there, then what was in your heart previously must flee. Those things are just in our heart through the sin of Adam. <clears throat> So if you replace that with the law, then you'll flourish. Continue, brother. Verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Right. So if you if you continue to place that those laws, the laws, the Bible, the commandments, if you love them, you, you follow the commandments. If you put that in your, your heart, then that will drive that thing that's in you, that's that thing that's rooted in you to steal. 
That'll be driven out. Why? Because you're following the law now, so you don't have that one anymore. That want to be a fornicator, that'll flee because you have the heart, the law in your heart now. So it replaces it. So you must hide this law inside of your heart. Verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Read that one more time. Verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Right. Now, if you write this upon the table of your heart, the aspect of truth will cause people to be drawn to you. If you start to follow these laws, initially people may be standoffish, but you'll start to understand that they notice something is different about you and they'll start to ask little questions or you'll be having a conversation and you'll look and there'll be a brother down there at the end of the hall just listening to what's going on. They may not say anything, but they're just listening or a sister just listening to you because you have that truth in you. That truth will draw brothers and sisters to you. Continue, brother. Verse four. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Read that one more time. Verse four. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and, and man. See, you'll, you'll, you'll find favor. Men, women will find favor in you because there's something different about you. You have truth, which is, you know, is not, it's not popular in this earth. So you hide these laws in your heart, the truth, and watch people come to you. Continue, brother. Verse five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Read that again, brother. Verse five: Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. See, and this hath plagued us for millennia, because lean not into your own understanding. We have a serious problem with that. You tell a sister, uh, you know, you should dress modestly. Well, you know what? That that don't really, that don't fit with my heart. Lean into your own understanding. Well, you shouldn't be celebrating holidays. Well, you know, I, no, I don't know about that. Let me give you my view on that. Let me give you my theology on that. Right? Well, you really shouldn't be spending money on the Sabbath. Well, you know, that, that's what you say. That's leaning into your own understanding. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Right. So you're wise... <clears throat> In your own concept. So if you don't agree with something, then you're not going to, you know, you won't practice that particular act because you don't agree with it. The Most High said, lean not into your own understanding. Continue, brother. Verse six. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Read that again. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. All aspects of your life, in all aspects of our lives, we should acknowledge the Most High. In all aspects. Don't lean into your own understanding. Leaning into your own understanding got you where you're at now. Or were previously before you started in the truth. How, how that worked out for you? Did you make a million dollars or you know, become a celebrity or something? Through leaning into your own understanding? Mm-hmm. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Read that again. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Your own philosophy. Your own methodology. Right? What you understand. Well, you know, I don't think, you know, pork is not really that bad. You know, it's the other white meat. It's actually got a lot of protein. Read that again, brother. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Right. 
I fear the most high because I know I know too much information to go backwards. If I go backwards, he probably going to kill me. And that fear of your father or your parents will keep you in line. That's respect. Respect starts with fear. The Bible says a man who feared the most high is closer to the kingdom than a man that have millions of dollars or that know all the philosophy have read a thousand books. If you start with the fear of the most high, that would change you forever. I ask Christians all the time, you know, are you scared of God? Why would I be scared of God? God is love. Read that one more time, brother. Verse seven. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Right. So they'll come to you and say, well, you know, that's not really the way I see things. You know, I think Christmas, you know, it's just a family day. You know, it's about gifts. Lean not into your own understanding. Because the issue comes when, you know, majority of us, all of us are used to being accountable to nobody but ourselves. So you don't have to answer to nobody. If it's right in your eyes, then you do it. That's where the issue comes in. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. Right, so now you've become accountable to somebody other than yourself. That's where the issue comes in, because it doesn't really matter what you think. It doesn't really matter what you agree with. You don't have to agree with it. You're not in the position (laughs) to make an agreement with God. You're not in the position to make an agreement with your mom or your dad. You do what they tell you to do. Not really here to... Not really here to get your side of things and understand where you're coming from. No, no. Fear the most high and follow his commandments or watch your life crumble. Especially at this point in your lives because you know too much. You know too much. It would have been better if you just didn't learn it at all. Therefore, you could have been covered in the grace. Grace is when you don't have the understanding. When I didn't know that pork was wrong and crab, shrimp, and lobster and holidays. When I didn't know, I was covered in the grace. He didn't kill me. But now, you have the understanding. God is equitable, but you're not going to do the wrong thing on purpose. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Right. Depart from evil. Depart from evil. Now, we're going to Proverbs chapter 8. Just a few chapters over. Proverbs chapter 8. And we're going to read verse 7 through 9. Proverbs 8, verse 7. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Read that one more time. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Right. See, for out of our mouth should only be truth coming out of our mouth. So don't tell me that Thanksgiving is really about this or Christmas is really about that because that's a lie. You have no proof. You have no evidence, no witness to prove what you're saying. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Verse 8. All the words of my mouth are unrighteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Read that one more time. All the words of my mouth are unrighteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Right. So we need to eliminate that uh, part of our heart where you've heard it before. Well, you know, that's just how I get when you press my buttons. Don't press my buttons and I won't react like that. No, no. I I asked a brother, I think it was this week probably. He was telling me, you know, I'm an easygoing guy. And some people, they they take that for granted and try to walk all over me and disrespect disrespect me. And I'm not going to allow that. And I asked him, I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck. I asked him, well, what if they do disrespect you? Because that's the question. 
are if somebody disrespects you or step on your shoes now, are you going to react the way that the most High said don't react? So we have to eliminate that. Well, you know, just don't talk to me like that. And, you you know, you won't have to see that side of me. No. Read it again, brother. Verse eight. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Continue. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that find knowledge. Read that one more time. Verse nine. They are all they are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that find knowledge. Right. So those who have understanding, these words of wisdom are plain. It's clear to be understood. Those who don't understand it, or they're saying, "Well, that don't really sit right with me," then you're not you're not you're not of the Most High, because it's not about what sits right with you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse nine. They are all plain to him that understandeth. And write to them that find knowledge. Right. So you should be able to understand clearly what's transpiring in the scriptures. It's not over your head. It's not too hard to understand unless it's not meant for you to understand. It's not meant for everybody. And if, you know, if there's any of us here that, you know, that don't sit right with you or everything is just uncomfortable for you, then you're probably not going to do any work for the Most High. And that's okay. You know, the work is not for everybody. The Most High have some brothers and some sisters out there that'll do the work. You just stand to the side. Stand on the sideline. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and write to them that find knowledge. Right. We're going to Proverbs chapter 12. We're going to stick in Proverbs for a little while. Words of wisdom. We're going to read Proverbs chapter 12, uh, verse 17 through 22. Proverbs 12, verse 17. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness. But a false witness deceit. Read that one more time. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Right, a false witness. That means if, you know, if there's not two or three witnesses to confirm what you're saying, it's a lie. You know, I tell brothers all the time when they're trying to gossip, like girls gossip, you know, and girls really shouldn't gossip either. Well, yeah, I heard so-and-so said this. Stop right there, brother. Stop right there. Because I'm not going to allow you... To draw me into a conversation where you are attacking a brother or sister that I, I respect. In fact, that I don't feel good. In fact, I'm sick now. I'm sick now. I'm not going to allow you to sit here and bring that to me. I'm not going to carry that. Did you hear it? Or did somebody tell you? See, when you start with that, oh, I heard. Stop right there. Stop right there. Oh, I heard so-and-so said this or said that. That's a lie. If you don't have two or three witnesses to confirm what you're saying, you know, it could be true. But since you don't have any proof of it, it's probably a lie. And that's how we have to that's that's how we have to act with it. So when somebody tell you, you know, predominantly our families were uneducated on the fact that Christmas is not the day of Christ. But that's a lie to say that it is. That's a lie. That's a straight up lie. Read 17 again, brother. Verse 17. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. That's deceitful. That is deceitful. So if you don't have, if you can't produce a witness that can validate what you're saying, then we're going to have to accept it as a lie. Continue, brother. Verse 18. There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is hell. Right. So sometimes you have people who everything they say to a brother or sister is damaging. It, it, it damages them. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18, there is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Right. See, that's healthy. If you're talking about righteousness and truth and love, then people will want to be around you. 
If you're talking deceitful, then I understand why nobody wants to be around you or why nobody wants to be around me. I used to be that person. I used to be negative Nancy. Everything I said, it was just, yeah, woe is me. Woe is this. Woe is that. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Continue. 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Continue. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. Read that again. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. Right. So those people who are being deceitful, we know what's in your heart. We know what's in your heart. You're being deceitful. You're being untruthful. You have evil in your heart. You continuously make excuses. You, you make lies to validate what you want to do. Continue, brother. Verse 20. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. But to the counselors of peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Read that again. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Who are the just? The just are the people telling the truth. Those are those are us. Those are people who follow the Bible, the actual Bible, not making up something and saying, well, it doesn't say I can't do that. Anybody who goes into scripture to um, to defend a behavior that they know is wrong, then you know they're evil. Don't go into the Bible to try to say, oh, let me use this scripture to say I can eat pork or let me use this scripture to say I can go to church on Sunday. You cannot use the Bible like that. You have to read the Bible as it is, not just to defend something. Continue, brother. Verse 22, lying lips are abomination read, to the Lord. Read that again. Verse 22, lying lips are abomination to the Lord. So the Most High don't show a difference in a white lie or a black lie, big lie, or just a tiny speckle. It's all, read it again, brother. Verse 22, lying lips are abomination to the Lord. It's an abomination to the Lord, no matter what you're saying. If you're lying, there's no truth in it. It don't matter how big or little you think it is. It's an abomination. Just be truthful. Just be honest. Continue. Verse 22. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Right. See, he delights in those who deal in truth. No matter what the world say, it may not be popular. It may not be prevalent. But if you know that it's true because you can prove it through scripture, the most high delight in you. He loved to watch you. He loved to talk to you. He loved to help you. He loved that because you're a delight to him. Everybody's not a delight. Everybody's not a delight. Just like in your life. Everybody's not a delight to you. You're made in the Most High's image. So you're going to tell me that you have emotions that the Most High don't have? Of course not. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Right. So we have to deal truthfully. Truth is power. That's your power. If, you if you're not dealing in truth, then guess what? You're a slave. Understanding what these holidays are freed you. It freed you from having to spend that money for you having to, you know, go to these parties and, you, you know, that feeling, that emotional feeling that's brought upon you. We all celebrated holidays. I'm not going to act as if I didn't. I, I celebrated holidays for the majority of my life, but I was a slave. When I didn't have a job or didn't have this, I didn't have a car, I couldn't take my girl on Valentine's Day. I just, it just hurt my heart. I was, I was breaking laws to get money for Christmas. I actually was stealing Christmas gifts to give to people. I was a slave. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. 
Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Right. We're going to Proverbs 16, 1 through 7. Proverbs chapter 16. We're going to read uh, verse 1 through 7. Proverbs 16 and 1. The preparations of the heart and man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. Read that again. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. So when you don't have anybody to answer to, of course, you don't think you're doing anything wrong because you only, you know, you have to answer to yourself. Nobody is going to sit here and say that they're doing the wrong thing. Majority people, you know, if they thought it was wrong, they probably wouldn't be doing it. So they're going to make it okay somehow. When I was living that life, I thought it was okay to fornicate. I, I mean, everybody else is doing it, right? I thought it was okay to celebrate holidays. Everything I was doing was right in my own eye. Everything. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirit. See? The Lord weigh your spirit. Are you have a deceitful spirit? A spirit of lying and false witness or of truth? Of truth. Only deal with what you can prove. Only deal with what you can prove. Continue, brother. Verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Read that again. Commit thy works unto the Lord. And thy, and thy thoughts shall be established. So we need works. We need works. A lot of us think that, um, you know, in the beginning, you know, when I first came into the understanding of me, I wanted to just do something for the Lord. Can I do something? Anything. And a lot of us are under the impression that the faster you run, the quicker the race is over. And, and it's, it's not that. Because what? Why? The Most High said it's not to the swift. It's not to the swift. So it's not a race. Take your time. There's plenty of work to do. Don't rush. Read that again, brother. Verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. See, so if you're working towards the kingdom, towards the Most High, first you get yourself together, then you can help others. Because if you don't do it that way and you're trying to help others, when you don't have yourself together, you're actually going to push them away from the truth. Because they're looking at your life like, <laughs> I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. If that's the truth, then... I, you know, I don't want to deal with that at all. So first, you have to get yourself together, get your house in order. Then you can go out and establish. Continue, brother. Verse four. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yeah, even the wicked for the day of evil. See, so even the, the wicked people, he made them for a reason too, to be destroyed. He made them for a reason, to be destroyed. So even the wicked have a, uh, a reasoning um, or gold that the Most High is going to use them for. Continue, brother. Verse 5. Every one that is proud in his heart is an abomination to the Lord. Thou hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Read that again. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Mercy and truth are key components in honor in the Most High. You got to have mercy. You got to have truth. If there's no truth, the Most High isn't happy with you. If it's not the truth, he's not happy with you. Period. That's all of us, me included. Continue, brother. Verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. See, so you must fear the Lord. You must fear what he's going to do to you if you break the law. You must fear that. That will purge that evil out of you. Read that scripture one more time, brother. Verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Continue. When a man's way pleased the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Read that again. Verse 7. 
when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. See? So a lot of us remember when Christ was persecuted, Pilate, he said, I find no fault in this man. So even your enemies will say, you know, well, he's dealing righteously. You know, they'll see something good in you, even your enemies, if you're following the Lord. If you're not following the Lord, then you fend for yourself. Because the Most High is not going to rescue you when you're constantly doing the wrong thing perpetually on purpose. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Right. So if you do what you're supposed to do, even your enemies will have mercy and grace on you. And a lot of times he'll use your enemies to do something for you that you're not allowed to do. He may have somebody, you know, you can't spend money on the Sabbath. He may have an enemy give you something that they bought on the Sabbath. Hey, that wasn't me. It was him. He will use an enemy for your behalf. On your behalf. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. When Read that one more time. Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, please the Lord, not please his wife, not please her husband, not please their mom, not please their dad, please the Lord. Read it one more time, brother. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. See? So you got to please the Lord. Don't please me. Don't please your mom. Don't please your husband. Please the Lord. That's what we got to do. Go to Romans 12 and 2, brother. Romans Chapter 12, verse 2. Now, this is Paul's writings. When uh, when your ways, when a man or woman's ways please the Lord. So it don't matter what your friends think. Don't matter what your cousins think or your aunts, your uncles think. That doesn't matter. It only matters what the Lord thinks. We're not trying to fit in. We're not trying to be popular. We're trying to please the Lord. Uh, read verse 2, brother. Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. Read that again. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See? Please the Lord. Don't conform to this world. Because they got holly jolly Christmas, you know, the jingle bells. <laughs> You're wasting your time. That don't affect me in the slightest. I don't feel nothing in my heart for that at all. You're going to conform to me. I'm not going to conform to you at all. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and that acceptable. What? That what? Is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Right. So you must prove what is good. So if you can't prove it, then we're going to have to move on from whatever it is you're talking about because you can't prove it. That means it's a lie. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, acceptable to the Lord. Everything isn't acceptable to the Lord just because it's you. Who do you think you are? <laughs> you think that just because it's you doing something for him, it should be acceptable? No, no, no. We, we're, not that, we're not that good. We're not that important. The Most High said, Christ said he can raise up stones to praise the Most High God. He don't need us. Any of us. So through us putting those commandments in our heart, that renews our mind. And that pleases the Lord. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, 
But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Right. Now go back to Proverbs 16. We're going to read 7 and 8 now, since we got some context of pleasing the Lord. Verse 7? Uh, yes, sir, please. Proverbs 16, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great venues without right. Read that again, brother. Better is a little with righteousness than great venues without right. Right. So it's best to have a little and be righteous than have the world and be pagan. That's what he's saying. What is it called? You know, what is it worth for a man to gain the world and lose his soul? What is it worth? Read that one more time, brother. Verse eight. Better is a little without with righteousness than great venues without right. Right. See, so you may not have much, but at least you're righteous. You got something to look for. You'll live forever. See, so don't look at your bank account or what you don't have. Or how little you do have to somehow try to equate that with the love that God has for you. Or how righteous you are. Because the Most High don't look at bank accounts. He's not... Your bank account don't help him at all. (laughs) Your big house don't help him at all. You having 10 cars does not help him. He don't care about that. That's what you care about. That's what, you know, people care about. He don't care about that stuff. Christ didn't have a home to celebrate the Passover in. He didn't have a car. didn't have transportation. And he was more righteous than all of us combined. Times a hundred. Read that one more time, brother. Verse eight. Better is a little with righteousness righteousness than great venues without right. Right. We're going into Psalms 119. David. We're going to, uh, excuse me, uh, Salaki. Uh, Psalms 119 and 142. Psalms 119 verse 142. Yes, sir. Psalms 119 verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. And thy law is the truth. Read that one more time. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Now, during this day and age, we're dealing with relative morality, which means our morality changes with the times. In in other words, well, you know, I know homosexuals said, you know, it's it's wrong. But, you know, look now, you know, things have changed. So, you know, I'm accepted. You know, there was a time where a man wearing a dress was unacceptable. A woman teaching in church was unacceptable. A gay person leading the choir was unacceptable. Now it's like, well, you know, we got to change with the times. You know, things change. No, no. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. And thy law is the truth. Right. The law is the truth. We're not going to. Don't shape your morals around the world. If you do, you're going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. The things that were unacceptable to him back then are unacceptable now. We're not going to change with the times. Well, you know, the young folks, they really don't want to hear about, you know, those the Noah and, you know, Moses and all that. We, we want to make it hip. We want to make it cool for them. Nah, nah, nah. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. 
And thy law is truth. That means truth should be measured according to God's law. That's what that means. That's how you measure truth. Continue, brother. Verse 143. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Yet thy commandments are my delights. Read that one more time. Verse 143. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Yet thy commandments are my delight. So no matter the trials and tribulations, the law should be delightful to you. No matter how hard it is, no matter what happened in your life, this word should be delightful. It should be, you should be jovial, joyous when it comes to this Bible, no matter what's going on in your life. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 143, trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delight. Uh, read that scripture one more time, brother. Verse 143, trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delight. Continue. Verse 144, the righteousness of, of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Read that one more time. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. This righteousness is everlasting. That means God don't change how he feel. If he said it was a sin then, it's a sin now. That's everlasting. That's righteousness. Righteousness don't change with how you feel. Go to Proverbs, uh, excuse me, Proverbs 22, brother. We're going to read Proverbs 22. We're going to read 17 through 21. Proverbs 22, verse 17. Bow down thine ear and hear the word of the wise and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. So you can't read it one more time, brother. <laughs> Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thine heart unto the, my knowledge. Right. So apply. That's the operative word. Not just listen. You must apply what you learn. Read that one more time, brother. Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. Continue. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. Read, they, that, read that again. Verse 18. For, is it a, for it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall withal... Be fitted in, in thy lips. Right. It should be fitted in your lips. That means don't just hear it. Place it in your heart and it will transcend into fruit from your lips. That means the way you talk would be different because you placed it in your heart. When I was, you know, doing things that were illegal, that's all I talked about. Man, let's, let's just, you know, let's re-up. Let's, let's, where the girls at? You know, all guys in here know that when you were in that, you know, that sinful stage in your life, you your boys will hit you up and be like, hey, where the, where the girls at? Where the girls at? That was what was in your heart. That's what you was listening to. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 18. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. So if you keep them within you, inside your heart, it's pleasant. It's a pleasantry. It's a delicatessen. Read that again, brother. Verse 18. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall with all be fitted in thy lips. Right. So if you keep it within you, that'll be what you talk about. That's what draws people to you. They may, you know, a lot of times you may not be having a direct conversation, but people are listening to what you say and they're taking opinions or forming opinions based on the things that you say just on a daily basis. And you're going to hinder your chance to be able to share some information, no matter who it is that I meet. If I know that I'm going to meet them again. Everything I, in general, everything I do anyways, is to set something up for me to facilitate some truth. So that means when I deal with people with certain things I don't do, I don't say, because in the future, I want to be able to show this brother or sister something. That's the plan from the, from the get-go. That's my whole plan. 
is to watch how I'm interacting my behavior. Because if I do something, it may be that one thing that you do that cause a brother to be like, I, I don't trust this brother or he don't know what he's talking about with God. You know, he's a fornicator. Now he's talking to me about a Sabbath. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we must change ourselves and renew our mind. Continue, brother. Verse 19, that thy trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Have not I written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that sent unto thee. Read that again. Verse 21, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that sent unto thee. Right. So once you're established in the truth, questions will be asked. Why is that? Because the world is looking for answers. So once you're established in the truth, he can send somebody to you. I can't send nobody to you, you know, if you're not establishing the truth. Why am I, Why would I send them to you? What are you going to teach them to do the wrong thing and make an excuse for it? Read it one more time, brother. Verse 21, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth. So you would know the certainty of the words of truth. So once you know the Bible, then what? That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that sin unto thee. See, so when he sends somebody to you with those questions, you could facilitate that truth. That's what he's saying. We're going to go to um, Isaiah chapter 10. When the Tanakh. Isaiah uh, chapter 10. We're going to read verse 20 through 22. <clears throat> Isaiah 10 verse 20. And it shall come to pass in that day that the, rem the remnant of Israel... And such are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smote thee, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel in truth. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smote thee. So no, it says shall no more again stay upon them that smote them. That means you will no longer have to depend on your oppressor. For information, for understanding, for a job, for money, for anything. You will no longer have to deal or depend on those who have pressed you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smote thee, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel in truth. In what? In truth. In what? In truth. See? That's why I always tell brothers and sisters, if you, you know, if you're lying, the most high can't deal with a lie. He, he can't bless you during a lie. So you must be truthful, even if you don't see a way out of the predicament that you're in. If you're truthful, he can help you. But if you lie, automatically wisdom going to leave. The Holy Spirit going to have to separate herself because she don't like to be in sin. Continue, brother. Verse 21, the remnant shall return. Even the remnant of Jacob unto the mighty God. See, so a remnant shall return. All of Israel is not going to make it. A remnant it will. A lot of us are too far gone. We want to just sell drugs, promote it, be fornicators. You know, I, I talked to a brother that I used to know um, a while back. And I saw him for the first time in a while. And he was like, oh, yeah, you, 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 you know what I'm about to do. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, you know where I'm about to go. I'm about to go to the club. Throw them some dollars. I'm like. Okay, I'm not interested in that. Shalom, brother. <laughs> Shalom. 
Read that one more time, brother. Verse 21. The remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. For though, for though my people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. Read that again. Verse 22. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decree shall overflow with righteousness. Right. So majority of us going to be destroyed for lack of respecting and accepting the truth of the Most High. If he say don't do it, don't do it. Or you're not part of the remnant. Majority of us are going to die because we don't respect what he say. I don't need to know why he's saying it. If he say don't do it, I'm not going to do it. Imagine your mom telling you, you know, don't go in my room. And then you're like, why? You're probably going to need an ER ride after that. <laughs> because it doesn't matter why. I said, stay out of my room. And that's where we need to be at. We just need to follow what he said. He understands why. You may not understand it yet. You will. As you mature and grow. You're still on the milk. So a lot of us are still on the milk. Then you move to the meat. Meaning, you don't give a, a newborn a steak. <laughs> They're not ready for it. They can't chew it. They can't. They can't process it. It's not nourishment for them. They have to start with milk. So you get the easy things first. Then he will elevate things of higher knowledge for you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decree shall overflow with righteousness. Right. So remnant. Only a remnant will make it. We know our people are the, the most stiff-necked, hard-headed people who make the most excuses for everything. And that's okay. Because when the government is coming down and looking for somebody to snatch up, they'll be snatching you up and we'll be running. We'll be using you as a snare. They'll follow you. We'll go this way. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. So I'm not looking to bring all Israelites together. Because those Israelites are going to be the reason we get away. Mm-hmm. Go to Isaiah 38, brother. Isaiah 38 and 18, brother, please. Remember, he said a remnant is going to make it. Why? Why is that? Isaiah 38, verse 18. For the grave cannot praise thee. Death cannot celebrate thee. They that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth. Right. So as long as you're living, you got a chance. As long as you're living, if you're that remnant, then you have a chance. But once you're gone, you're gone. The, the scriptures say, you know, it's better to be a, a, a living dog than a, a, a dead lion. Matter of fact, well, let's not even paraphrase it. Let's just go to it. Um, Ecclesiastes 9 and 4. Go to Ecclesiastes 9 and 4. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Read that again, brother. Verse 4. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. So you may not be the president. You may not be the CEO. You may not have that personal plan. But if you're living and not dead to the Most High, you have a better chance. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. That's crystal clear. That's crystal clear. I'd rather be a slave to the most high and be poor than be rich and under Satan, knowing that my end is the grave. 
There is no YOLO. Well, I, you know, I only live once. I got to do it. Let me just snort this one line. You know, let me just do this one time. You know, let me just try this one time because I only get one chance to live. No, nah. no. Nah. You're going to be a dead lion. That's what you're going to be. No matter how tough you is or how pretty you may be or how, you know, handsome or well-dressed or whatever kind of car you drive, you're going to be a dead lion. <clears throat> I'd rather be a dog. Bark, bark. <laughs> I'd rather be that. Let's go to uh, Isaiah 59. Isaiah uh, chapter fifty nine. We're gonna read verse. Uh, we're gonna read verse ten through through sixteen. Isaiah fifty nine verse ten. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. So we're walking around, just feeling our way, just blind. Like we can't see because we can't. Why? Read it again, brother. Verse 10. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. So, you know, we have no light. We're stumbling at noon as if it were night. You have no light. That's why you're stumbling. That's why you're falling all over the place. That's why you have no understanding. That's why everything, you're losing everything. Because you want to continue in darkness. Because we want to continue in darkness. Because our people want to continue in darkness. Continue, brother. Verse 11. We, we roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For, for what? For salvation, but it is far off from us. Right. Salvation is far from us. Why? Because we rejected the truth of the Most High. So you continue to make excuses for the things you know are wrong. Salvation is nowhere near you. You're going to be like a blind man searching for a wall. Where? How? Read it one more time, brother. Verse 11. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. Continue. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Read that again. Verse 12. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Right. See, our transgressions, our sins have multiplied. Our, sin, our sins have testified against us, which means your sins are the reason why you're not benefit, benefiting. That's why the Most High won't elevate you. Why am I elevate a sinner? If I can't trust you while you broke, I definitely can't trust you as a millionaire or a billionaire. You don't follow what I say now. You don't have anything. Look at this. Read that again, brother. Verse 12. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Continue. Verse 13. And transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God. Lying against the Lord. Saying his day was Sunday. Saying is allowed to eat pork. Saying his birthday, December 25th. All these are lies. Read that again, brother. Verse 13. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward and justice standeth afar off. Read that again. 
Verse 14, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Right, so we are to be, we're supposed to meditate, you know, we're supposed to meditate on the laws of the Most High. For the sake of truth, we have become enemies to the world. For the sake of truth, and that's fine. Die in righteousness. We're going to go to Jeremiah uh, 7 and 28. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 28 Jeremiah 7 verse 28 But thou shalt say unto them This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God Read that again Verse 28 But thou shalt say unto them This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God Nor receiveth correction Trust is perished and cut off from their, heart and from their mouth Read that again brother Verse 28, but thou shalt say unto them, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Right, so truth is separated from Israel. We have no truth, just like you said, we're fornicators, we're liars, we're murderers. Read that again, brother. Verse 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Right. See, we won't even receive correction. Somebody tell you you're wrong, you, you're looking to attack them. They, you, we're looking to attack them because we don't like truth. We love darkness. That's our people. And that's why we're in the condition we're in. And we're going to stay in this condition until we just break down and give up. Just give up. You can't. Your arms are not long enough to box with God. <laughs> We're not. We're not in that position. What scripture did you leave off on, brother? Twenty-eight. Just finished twenty-eight. All right. Let's go to Jeremiah nine and one. Jeremiah nine verse one. Oh, that my head were waters and mine eyes a fountain of tears. That I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughters of my people. So Jeremiah was grieved because of the destruction of Israel. Continue. Verse 2. Oh, that I had in the wilderness of a lodging place of, where, of wayfaring men, that I might leave my people and go from them. For they be all adulterous, an assembly of treacherous men. So he said, if I could separate from Israel, I would. See? Our own people want to move with white people. They want to move to the white neighborhoods. They don't even trust us. Read that again, brother. Verse 2. Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men, that I might leave my people and go from them. For they be all adulterers and assembly of treacherous men. See? Our people don't even want to be around each other no more because of this. Because of disobedience. Because of hate. Because of lies. Because of no truth. Because of fornication. That's why we, you know, that's why we hate each other. That's why we, you know, that's why we look to date other races. Because we have no righteousness. We have no righteousness. We hate ourselves. Continue, brother. Verse 3. And they bend their tongues like their bows for lies. Read that again. And they bend their tongues like their bows for lies. That means you prepare your tongues to lie. We're preparing our tongues to lie. We're thinking of a lie. Right when we know we're doing something wrong, we're already thinking of a way to... <laughs> 
to defend what we know is wrong. Continue, brother. Verse 3. And they bend their tongues like bows for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil, and they know not me, saith the Lord. Brother, read Jeremiah 9 and 3 one more time, please. Verse 3. And they bend their tongues like their bows for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth. Right. They, See, you, you, you prepared for a lie, but you won't do anything for the truth. Mm. You won't do anything for truth. Mm. Continue, brother. <clears throat> Verse three. And they bend their tongues like their bows for lies, but they are not valiant for truth upon the earth. For they proceed from evil to evil and they know not. Me, saith the Lord. See, you don't know the Lord. Why? Verse 4. He doesn't know you. Because if if you knew him, you would be following his law. Right. You don't know the most high. I can't tell you how many Christians say they love God. But as soon as you bring them a scripture they don't agree with, oh, I don't know about that, brother. Hold on now. <laughs> know about that. That was the Old Testament, brother. So you really don't believe in the most high. You believe in yourself. That's what it is. If you agree with it, then it's fine. That's why Israel is in the is in the position we're in, which is the bottom. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stay there until we come back to the Most High. Continue, brother. Verse four: Take ye heed every one of his neighbor, and trust ye not in any brother, for every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slander. Read that again, brother. Verse four: Take ye heed every one of his neighbor, and trust ye not in any brother. For every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slander. Every brother is not a brother. That's what this is saying. Every sister is not a sister. See? Continue, brother. Verse 5. And they will deceive everyone his neighbor, and will not speak the <coughs> truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies, and weary themselves to commit in iniquity. So we've meditated and perfected the spirit of telling lies. Read that again, brother. Verse 5. And they will deceive everyone his neighbor... And will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies. And weary themselves to commit iniquity. Continue. Verse 6. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Read that again. Verse 6. Thine habitation is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit they refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Lies and dishonesty have become our home. Have become our habitation, our house. That's where we live at. We live in lies. We live in dishonesty and deceitfulness. That's that's what's going on here. Continue, brother. Verse 7. Therefore thus, therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will melt them and try them. For how shall I do for the daughter of my people? See, he's going to try us. Because he's not going to give you the kingdom if he, if he can't test you first. Just like when you're in a relationship, that relationship has to be tested for you to understand if you can trust this person, if you can put all your chips in. If you've never been through anything... Then how can I trust you? Continue, brother. Verse 8. Their tongue is as an arrow shot out. It speaketh deceit. One speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in heart he layeth his weight. See, so we've adopted the practices of our oppressor. Remember, it said, what did it say? They speak smooth as butter, but war was in their heart. Now we're doing the same thing. Read it again, brother. Verse 8. Their tongue is as an arrow shot out. It speaketh deceit. One speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in his heart he layeth his weight. See? Now we have now taken on the characteristics of our oppressor, which is usually what happens traditionally. You know, somebody have been molested, and then they become the molester. 
This is how these things usually work. You have to renew your mind and separate yourself from the world. Become an enemy to the world for Christ, for the Most High God. We're going to John uh, 3 and 17. New Testament. We're going to get out the Old Testament for a while. I know Christians like, I can't deal with none of this stuff he's talking about. <laughs> we're, going to go in, we're going to go into the gospel for you all. We're going to read uh, John chapter 3, verse 17 through 21. <clears throat> John 3, verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Continue. Verse 18. He that believeth on, on him is condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Continue. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light. Read that again. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. See? So you're dealing in the dark because you know what you're doing is wrong. That's why you love darkness, because if you, if you was doing the right thing, you would want to magnify that. You would want to spotlight on that, because you know that you're wrong, and that you're lying, and you have no proof of what you're saying. You want to stay in darkness. You want to roll in oil. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 19. And this is the condemna condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. So when you're telling a brother or a sister, well, we shouldn't celebrate those things, we shouldn't wear those things, we shouldn't eat those things, they reject it all. Why? Because they love darkness. They love that. And, and Christ said, if, you're, if your light be darkness, how great is that darkness? If your light is actually darkness, how great is that darkness? Continue, brother. Verse verse 19, or verse 20, excuse me. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. See? Read that again. Verse 20. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Continue. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Verse 20, read, read 21 again, brother, please. Verse 21, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Right, so if you're truthful, if we're truthful with ourselves, we receive comfort in our spirit because we're being truthful. All you have to do is be truthful. You know what's right, you know what's wrong because it's written in your heart. Just let it go. Let it go. Whatever it is, let it go. We're going to go to John 8 and 31. John 8, verse 31. Then Christ said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Read that again. Verse 31. Then Christ said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples to, indeed. To prove to you that all Jews didn't reject Christ. Because Christians will have you believe that all Jews everywhere rejected Christ. Read it one more time, brother. 31. Then Christ said to those Jews which believed on him, 
If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Now, in the New Testament, it continuously says Jews because it doesn't simply mean Judah. It's Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, predominantly the black tribes, sometimes are referred to as Jews because they all lived in Judea. Read that one more time, brother. 31. Then said Christ to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. To prove to you that the disciples were Israelites. They were Jews. Those of us who follow the word, we are the disciples of Christ. If you don't follow the word, you're deviating from what he said. And you're trying to go through another door, then you're going to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. Continue, brother. 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Read that again. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make us free. Free from bondage, free from slavery, from corrupt government, from Satan, from Lucifer, from the wiles of the devil. The truth is here. It's love. Christ came to bring light, came to bring the truth. We're going to jump down. We're going to read 39 through 51. Verse 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Christ saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. Oh, read that again. Verse 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Christ said unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. This was Christ talking to the Pharisees. So what he was saying was, you're not going to be accepted just because you're an Israelite. If you was a son of Abraham, you would do as Abraham did. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Christ saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me. A man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God, this did not Abraham. Right. See? So you're looking to kill me because I told you the truth. That's why they killed Christ. They didn't kill Christ because he was deceiving or he was a murderer. They killed him because he told the truth. And that's why we're crucified daily. Not physically, you know what I mean? But through tongue lashings and people attacking us because we're telling the truth. They'll sit here and tell you, you're in a cult. You're not dealing with Christmas. You're, you're dealing in a cult when truly you're, in a cult. you're actually in a cult. Why? Because you're, you've been following something every year of your life that you cannot prove through scriptures. That means somebody have programmed you to believe a lie. So actually you're in the cult. See how that works? You've been programmed to believe something that's a complete lie that you cannot prove, but yet you're saying we're in a cult. <laughs> look how that look how that spins around. Look how that table turns. Continue, brother. Verse 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. See, so they didn't even understand. He said, Ye do the deeds of your father, which means if you follow Satan, you are son of Satan. If you follow the most high. You a son of the most high. That's what that means. Read it again, brother. Verse 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. See, so they couldn't even grasp what he was saying right here. They didn't even understand what he was saying. Continue, brother. Verse 42. Christ said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. So that means your works show you don't love the Most High. 
Your works show you don't love the most high. You can't say you love the most high, but then break every law that he give you. You don't love the most high because why? Love is keeping his commandments. You don't love the most high. You don't know what love is, clearly. Continue, brother. Verse 43. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my words. See, so they didn't understand what Christ was saying. Continue, brother. 44. Ye are of your father, the devil. See? Ye are of the fa- your father, the devil. He just said that you do what your father did. So if you follow Satan, read it again, brother. Verse 44. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh on his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. See, so when you're lying, you're a child of Satan. Satan is the father of lies and you're lying too. So would that make you? See, so don't tell us that Christ was born on December 25th because your father is Satan. Because you're a liar. Read it again, brother. Verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Read that again. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. See, because we tell you the truth. That's all you're doing. You're trying to teach your family and friends is the truth. They believe you not. Continue, brother. Verse 45. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? So he's saying, nobody here can convince me that I've sinned. Because you have no proof. You're a liar. What we're doing is not wrong. Celebrating Holy Days, show me how that's a sin. Not eating pork, show me how that's a sin. Not going to church on Sunday, show me how that's a sin. They could not. Read it again, brother. Verse 45. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Read that again. He that is of God heareth God's word. See, so somebody who is of God, they don't fight you when you have proof from Scripture. Now, I can understand if somebody comes to you with their own ideology, with no proof, and you reject that, that's understandable. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 47. He that is of God, heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. See? So those who reject in that word, they're not of God. And I know that may hurt, because it may be your family, it may be your friends, but listen. Christ have a new family for you. New friends. And we're not to say that these people can't change because we were all people who didn't follow the law at one time. But once the truth was here, see, we were being lied to. That's why we didn't follow the truth. Once we understood, we followed it. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 47. He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not all well that that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. So now they were trying to say that Christ was a Samaritan and he had a devil. Now remember, 2 Kings 17 said that Gentiles took over the land of Samaria or Israel. So that's why the most that's why Christ said, Go not into the way of Samaria. Because in that time, remember 721, the northern kingdom left and came to the Americas. 
So there was Gentiles in the land of Samaria. So they started saying Christ was a Gentile now. You got a devil now. See, that's what our people do. Start saying we're in a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did the same thing to Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? So what's happening to you? That's happened to Christ. Now, now we're in a cult now. <laughs> See how they flip that thing on you? Read that again, brother. Verse 47. Or verse 48, excuse me. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. Christ answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and you do dishonor me. See? So we honor the father, and for that we're being attacked. Why? Because truth is power. That's why. Truth is the power. There's no power in a lie. Why? Because you can't defend it. That's why. Continue, brother. Verse 50. And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. See? There's only one judge. It's not Christ. It's the Most High. He's the judge. Christ said he didn't come to do his own will, but of he who sent him. I'm not here to do my will. I I loved celebrating Christmas and eating pork and all that stuff. I had fun doing it. I'm not saying it's not fun. What I'm saying is it's unlawful for me. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, me having fun or liking it, it, it holds no weight. It holds no weight. Continue, brother. Verse 51. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Read that again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. See, so if you follow these commandments, you'll never die. You'll live in eternity. You'll live for eternity. You'll never die. You'll live forever. If you just follow what Christ is saying. If not, then you are of your father, the devil. In the lust of your father, ye shall do. That's why you're a fornicator. Why? Because you're a child of the devil. You can change that. We all can change it. You have to renew your mind. Go to John 14 and 6, brother. John 14, verse 6. Christ saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Read that again. Verse 6. Christ saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Christ just said that if you follow him, you'll live forever. You'll be immortal. Now he's telling you. Read it again, brother. Verse 6. Christ saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So there's no other way. So, you know, Farrakhan and whoever else who, you know, a lot of them have some good uh, points in their doctrine, but they don't deal with Christ. So you can take your good points and your doctrine and go that way. Because there's some things that we may agree with, but you don't follow Christ. Therefore, I don't agree with you. We don't agree with you because it's only one door. Farrakhan is not that door. Buddhism is not that door. Christ is that door. Farrakhan didn't die for your sins. Islam didn't die for your sins. Buddha did not die for your sins. That was Christ. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 6. Christ saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. All right, we're going into Galatians. Galatians in the New Testament. Um, We're going to read chapter 4, verse 16. 
Galatians 4, verse 16. Am I, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Read that again. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? See? So now I'm your enemy because I told you the truth, huh? See? Because I told you that I'm not allowed to eat pork. Now I'm the enemy? Because I told you that Valentine's Day and Martin Luther King Day and Christmas and Veterans Day, those were pagan days. Now I'm the enemy. Now I'm being attacked. Read it again, brother. Verse 16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? See? So this wasn't new. What you're, you know, what you're experiencing, this happened before. And to all of those who followed Christ. And that's, that's fine with me. I love being attacked for the most high. Doesn't bother me. It's no sweat off my brow. You can continue to beat me, whip me, whatever you want to do. I, I'll take all that for my Lord and Savior because he took it for me. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Right. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. We've got a few more scriptures we're going to break down. Ephesians, New Testament, chapter 4, verse uh, 14 and 15. Truth is power, y'all. There's truth. There's power in truth. We don't have no power in a lie. Continue, brother. Uh, not continue, but <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. See, so as children, we just believe what we were told with no proof at all. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Satan, I mean, excuse me, Santa uh, <laughs> came down a chimney, even though I live in an apartment. Right. Right. And, and he, he went around the whole world in a day. What? <laughs> exactly. What? <laughs> Don't even sound logical, does it? <laughs> Read it again, brother. Verse 14. <laughs> that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love. Read that again. But speaking the truth in love. The truth is love. If you love somebody, tell them the truth. Read that again, brother. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Stand on truth regardless of living in a world full of deception. That's what he's saying. Go to Ecclesiasticus in your apography. Ecclesiasticus or Sirach. Ecclesiasticus chapter 4, we're going to read verse 25 through 28. Ecclesiasticus verse 4, I mean chapter 4, verse 25. And no wise speak against the truth, but be abashed of the, of the error of thine ignorance. Be not ashamed to confess thy sins, and force not the course of thy river. Right, so don't be ashamed to say you were wrong before. Because you can't do any work. If you can't confess that you were wrong before. Why? Because they're going to come and say, you was just celebrating Christmas last year. Well, you know what? I was wrong last year. I was worshiping the devil last year. Don't be afraid to say that. Read that again, brother. Verse 26. Be not ashamed to confess thy sins and force not the course of the river. You, you, you ate pork all your life. And my question to that, my retort is when people say you're changing, you know, you ask your friends and family, uh, mom. 
Are you the same person that you were when you were 16 today? Oh, no, no, I'm smart. I, I changed. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not the same person I was when I was 10. I, had, I gained understanding and I changed. Why is that wrong? Because nobody is the same that they were 10 years ago. And if they are, they're, they're more lost than we ever can imagine. <laughs> You 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 put that question at their feet. You place that question at their feet. Are you the same person you were at nineteen? Some of y'all in here are under nineteen, but you know, are you that same person that you were when you were fifteen or when you were five? No, you changed. You learned. So for us, in good faith, we can't celebrate these days or eat this food because we did the research. Now, if you haven't done the research, I understand why you're doing it. But I can't in good faith act like I didn't read what I read. Right. If you eat something that is known to be cancerous, how can in good faith can you eat what you know is cancerous? For people who don't know and haven't done the research, it's understandable. But I can't act like I didn't. I don't know now. That, that's crazy. That's idiocracy. Continue, brother. Verse 27. Make not thyself an underlying to a foolish man. Neither accept the person of the mighty. Strive for the truth unto death. Read that again. Strive for the truth unto death. And the Lord shall fight for thee. See, if you strive for truth unto death, the Most High will fight for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Read that again, brother. Verse 27. Make not thyself an underlying to a foolish man. Neither accept the person of the mighty. Strive for the truth unto death. And the Lord shall fight for thee. Now, I understand a lot of us, um, this will be our first year not celebrating Christmas. For some of us, it'll be our seventh, eighth, ninth year for not celebrating Christmas. But, you know, I know a lot of us are dealing with the feelings of withdrawal from holiday time. It's psychology. You know, we were taught or we learned um, to equate specifically, you know, Christmas with Good times, family times, you know, dad, am I going to get this mom? Can I have an Xbox? Right. Come downstairs. We understand. We fell victim to those things also. But the most high delight in you because you've turned away from evil. You think that everything you do is right. The Bible said a man is wise in his own eyes. So you think that everything you've been doing since birth is right. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of hell have hell have enlarged itself with people like that. If you haven't changed at all, then there's a there's an issue. There is an issue here. Because you're not right all the time. You're not God. I'm not God. I'm definitely not God. I'm not Moses. I'm not none of them. I'm probably way, way, way down there. Can't even tie Moses' sandals. <laughs> Read that one more time, brother. Verse 28. Strive for the truth unto death, and the Lord shall fight for thee. Be not hasty in thy tongue. And in thy deeds, slack and remiss. Right. Now, we're going to go to... We're going to go to Third John 1 and 4. And then we're going to go to Ecclesiastes. We're going to break down. Going into Third John, right before, you know, Jude and Revelations. We're going to read chapter 1. We're going to read verse 4. Third John 1 and 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Read that again. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. See, there is no greater joy for the most high. 
to know that there's some of his children, those who he called by his name to follow the truth. Same thing for parents. When parents know that their children doing the right thing, bringing home all A's and that stuff, listening, that's delightful. That's jovial. That's joyous. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. See? We're going we're gonna to go to Ecclesiastes 1 and 18. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 18. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increases sorrow. Read that one more time. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. For, you know, so the more knowledge you get, the the better understanding you get of how much we've been deceived. As I came into this truth and realized that everything I thought was a lie, and I was wrong on everything. And I actually used to be a person who thought I knew the Bible. Like, my, my parents would brag about me. I, they would actually have me, like, almost debating grown men. Like, I bet you don't know more scriptures than him. And we're both wrong. I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm eating pork, shrimp, crab, lots. I didn't know anything. I thought I knew something. I knew what the Christians taught me. Now that you have that understanding, it's almost overwhelming. It's like, dang, we taking Christmas. They taking Veterans Day from us. We can't do 4th of July. I can't have my pork, my shrimp, my crab, my lobster. I can't go out on Saturday nights. See? If you increase your wisdom, <laughs> you increase your sorrow. That's why the geniuses were always outcasts. Didn't you notice that? <laughs> Those who were called so-called geniuses, they were outcasts. They didn't fit in. Because you see what's truly going on here. Now, this was a, this was a lesson on truth. To show you um, that truth is power and power is truth. And to stand firm on what you know to be true. You want to please the most high. You don't want to please man. You don't want to please woman. You don't want to please yourself. You want to please the most high. He will take a delight in you. If you do so. We want to say shalom. And kwam yashallah. Kwam yashallah.